Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. This is a Post Time with Mike and Mike production. Quiglet, Jiglet, what a race! Always be Mickey on the outside. Always be Mickey! They're off and it is on! And betting line has taken the lead. Choo-choo! Boom! Just like that! You're tuned in to Harness Racing's fastest 90 minutes post-time with Mike and Mike. With co-host Mike Carter. Believe in the spirit? Do you believe in miracles? And Mike Bozen. Smoking Gun Shaman Hall production. Smoking Gun is flying. Here comes Smoking Gun. I don't know. That just happened. That just happened. That dial, you've got post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich, and some of us are on the banks of the Delaware enjoying some nice weather. Other others of us have about eight inches of snow on the ground. <laughs> What's going on, buddy? Well, I have to tell you, the weather hasn't been all that great here, Mike. No, no, it it was uh, last night. Uh, it was snowing pretty bad, and then this morning. I have to say the roads are pretty bad because there was probably about four or five cars on 95 off the side of the road spun out. So if you're, well, I guess if you're by you or if you're in the Midwest, I know Detroit got hit pretty hard. Or even if you're out here, uh, you know, close to Harris, Philadelphia or anywhere in that general area, be careful. Drive very, very carefully because the roads aren't their best this morning. Well, listen, you forgot to tell Francine that uh, you were one of those cars. Uh, you had to call somebody to help you out there. <laughs> no, you no, out no. There. I, I made it to work absolutely fine, but I'll tell you what. It was uh, it was definitely some slow going today. I do have to tell you that. All right. Well, we've got a fantastic show coming up, uh, Mike. It's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, so sit back, uh, grab your popcorn or eggs or whatever you might be uh, drinking on, and you know, sit back and enjoy. We've got the new Yonkers Raceway Director of Racing, uh, Cammy Houghton, coming on, Mike. He's going to discuss his new role at Yonkers Raceway and uh, talk about some of uh, his previous experience. Uh, he was a presiding judge at Yonkers in the Meadowlands and is the son of Hall of Famer Billy Houghton. I'll tell you what, that's some big shoes to live in. Yeah, definitely some good breeding right there, no question about it. Plus, we're going to have the guru, Mike, Ron Gerfine. And, you know, we always talk about giving back to the sport of harness racing. I know a lot of people do it in a lot of different ways. And and Ron has just started writing an article for HRU, and this is some really, really good stuff, especially if you're a horseman. It's called Ask the Guru. And basically, you can ask Ron anything um, about whether it comes down to – you know, equipments with horses or just anything 
about trading horses, and Ron will try to tackle that issue. And I'll tell you what, it's a great, great article. I can't wait to read it each and every week. And we're going to have the guru on uh, at about 1040 or so, Mike. Plus, how about our good friend, Mike, Sugar Doyle? It's always great when Sugar joins the program as our Inside Handicapping series continues. And, you know, Mike, we've been handicapping on our website through our Handicappers Corner uh, Western Fair over the last uh, month and a half or so. And we've had a chance now to see some of these horses. And, and Sugar is uh, really honing in, I think, if you follow Sugar's picks. He's he's really honing in, honing in on the product now that these horses are starting to get a, getting a couple of starts under their belt as opposed to the beginning of the meet where they were coming from all over the place. But uh, now that these horses have a couple of starts on the track, it's a little bit of an easier product. But I'll tell you what, you get some really good value. Sugar's been able to hone in, give us some really good value, give us some winners. And we're going to talk to Sugar a little bit later on in the program about, uh, you know, about how he handicaps Western Fair and how he handicaps in general. But Mike, a couple of things before we get to the guru. First of all, our post time with Mike and Mike Awards are right around the corner. And Mike, we have got some horse races. We've got some great, great talent competing for these awards. So we've got some pretty tight races. Yeah, we do. We don't have any official numbers. Uh, the only thing we know at this point is uh, we want to thank uh, right at uh, just under 600 of you who have taken time to uh, go to our website or go to SurveyMonkey and take the uh, poll for our post time with Mike and Mike Awards. Thank you for that. But we do know that there are some dogfights. We do know that there are some very, very close categories. Uh, like I said, we don't have any official numbers, but Mike, it's going to come down to uh, the last ink on this and yep. uh, it should be interesting. That's for sure. Yeah, certainly. So make sure you vote. And, and we, you know, have seen this before. This is our third year doing this. And, and usually at the beginning, we get a real good push, you know, kind of in the middle because we give people, what, three weeks to a, a yeah. month to vote. And, and usually in the middle, we see a little bit of a lull. And towards the end, you know, people are kind of pushed to get the vote in. So don't wait. Don't get shut out. Don't be one of those last minute guys like uh, I am in Christmas shopping. You go out there and you make sure you get your <laughs> votes in. Log on at post time with Mike and Mike.com. Go to the post time with Mike and Mike awards section and get those votes in. Mike, don't procrastinate. Don't put it off because you know what? You're going to forget to do it and somebody's going to win by one or two votes and you're going to be kicking yourself. This, I'll tell you what, this isn't like a presidential election, Mike, where, you know, I mean, you're one vote of, of millions. This, your vote really does matter here. Oh, yeah. The vote could change us, uh, could swing everything. Uh, I've seen the last couple of years where we've been one or two votes away, um, you know, a, co- a couple of days out, and then all of a sudden it swings the other way. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. You can vote until Wednesday, December 27th at 12 noon. Yeah, and you know, let's while we're on the subject of awards, Mike, let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the Ushu awards that's coming up. And Mike, you have been congratulations because you have been nominated for the Breakthrough Award of the Year, and you are. It's not a very big field. There are three nominees. It's not a very big field, but it's a very, very good field. It's, uh, and, and basically, it's the three podcasts that are going to be doing battle here, Mike. We've got Mike Carter from this show right here, Post Time with Mike and Mike. We've got Ryan Macedonio from the Trotcast, and we've got Ray Cotolo from uh, North America Harness Updated. The it, it, I'll tell you what, it's the way I look at it, Mike, is no matter which one of you three win, I think it's going to be a victory for all of us. And, you know, a lot of people – and I get this question asked to me constantly, and I know you do too. 
Are you guys in competition? Are you in competition with this show? Are you in competition with that show? And we are, I guess, so to speak. But then again, we're not because, well, first of all, all we're all really good friends. We all talk all the time. And I think the way our shows go, Mike, is we attack each attack it from a different perspective. Wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah, I completely agree with that. We definitely have different uh, views, not necessarily different views. I, I, that's kind of the wrong sense of the word, but we kind of, you know, talk about different stuff. Ray Katola, those guys, they talk about handicapping. Uh, we do interviews and, you know, do the live remote thing and Ryan Macedonio's, uh, you know, the video or trotcast thing. So it's it's definitely a different uh, aspect for all of us. Yeah, it certainly is, Mike. And, uh, you know, it's really good, like I say, to see you guys, you know, and I'll tell you the breakthrough award winner. If you go back and look at who's won that award in the past, I mean, people like Gabe Pruitt and Allison Conti, I mean, people that are going to be in this business for a while, the future of the industry, so to speak, you know, it's, it's one of my favorite awards and hats off to you getting nominated, my friend. I am so happy. So if you're listening out there, you know, Obviously, you know, it's going to be tough to pick a winner because everybody, each of the three candidates are very, very deserving for this award. But give our guy, Mike Carter, the vote. Give him the vote. I'm telling you, he deserves it. Not a whole lot of people realize how hard Mike Carter works. And if you've ever been at one of our remotes, just watch Mike Carter. Watch Mike Carter for a little bit and all the different things that he's doing at the same time. And I'll tell you what, it's 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 fun to watch you work, my friend. It's fun to watch you multitask. But what's really more f- fun to know and to realize is that the love and the dedication and the passion that you have for the industry. And I'll tell you what, I think that is what's ultimately going to save our industry, so to speak, is the love and the passion that you have. So anyway, I want to congratulate you, my friend, and, and uh, hopefully you take that thing down. Yeah, it'd be uh, it'd be nice. I'm definitely honored and humbled, that's for sure. Uh, it's, a, it's a humbling experience when something like this happens because, you know, you sit back and you wonder, you know, you know, are, are, is what we're doing being looked at, at, at from a bigger scale? And then all of a sudden these nominations come out and you're like, whoa, people notice uh, what we're doing and what we're trying to do and what we're trying to accomplish. So uh, it's uh, definitely a humbling experience. I'm very thankful for uh, the people at Ushua who nominated me. And uh, listen, hopefully we'll be going down to Florida come February. You know, it's a good time of year. And I know there are a lot of people out there that aren't a lot of, you know, horsemen and horsewomen out there that really aren't big awards people. I mean, and really, to be quite honest with you, I'm one of them. I mean, I, every day that I get to wake up and do this job and to come in here and to, you know, be able to announce and come in this booth and, and turn this microphone on and do the show, that's, that's award enough for me. And I know there's a lot of people out there that feel the same way that just come to work and are just so happy to be involved in, you know, a sport that they love, but you know, it's still good to see people get recognized. It really, really is. I mean, all these different awards, and this is one of the reasons why we started the post time with Mike and Mike awards, because we really feel that it's important that people get recognized for their desire, their passion, and their successes. And, you know, so, you know, anytime I think you have an opportunity to support, you know, awards or things that have anything to do with awards, especially in our industry, do it because, you know, these people, I mean, they get up, look, look what horsemen go through, Mike. I mean, they're up each and every day. Four or five in the morning, feeding horses work, and they work all the way from morning to night. And you know what? And when these people get recognized, it's it's really a good feeling. 
Yeah, definitely. And uh, another award that uh, you can still nominate people for is the Ushua Caretaker Award. And listen, step up and nominate some folks for this award. Um, I submitted my nomination already um, for the Caretaker of the Year Award. And, you know, these are kind of like the unsung heroes of the uh, some of the horses, Mike. Um, uh, grooms are being more recognized now more than ever. And uh, obviously, uh, you know, people who have uh, won this award like Big Mike uh, last year, uh, excuse me, two years ago uh, when he won the award. I mean, it's definitely a high-profile award. Ushua goes out of their way to make sure that the uh, caretaker is able to get down to Florida. So make sure you're nominating for the caretaker of the year because I'll tell you what, it's a uh, monumental award as well. Certainly good, good stuff. All right, let's get this thing on the road, Mike. We've got some great guests to get to on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Up first, it's the guru, Ron Gerfine. Boy, I'm excited about today's show. Gerfine, Cammy Houghton, and Sugar Dog. We've got a great, great cast of characters for you today, and Ron Gerfine's coming up first and next on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Now at Bet America, every track is a bonus track. Earn rewards points for every wager you make on every track. We also offer more points for all exotic wagers. And don't forget about our weekly promos. Check our calendar to see how you can earn double points on featured tracks and races. Sign up for Bet America today to start earning points and get up to a $400 bonus with our new 200% deposit match. See our website for reward points, state restrictions. Here at The Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The Stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At The Stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's thestable.ca. Join us for the Kentucky Sire Stakes, a month-long series of preliminary races for two- and three-year-olds, Colts, Phillies, Pacers, and Trotters. Both two- and three-year-olds will be racing for three lanes at a $30,000 split guarantee. Series begins on Thursday, August 16, 2018, and culminates with $250,000 finals on Sunday, September 17, 2018. There's an estimated $4.5 million in overall purse money on the line. On the line. Also new in 2018, $50,000 consolation races, which will be held on Saturday, September 16th, 2018. For more information, visit khrc.ky.gov. That's khrc.ky.gov or call 888-KY-BRIDS. Or 
We're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, Cammy Houghton will be joining us towards the top of the hour, plus Sugar Doyle uh, around 11.15 or so, the fine track announcer at the Raceway at a Western Fair. That's what it's called, Mike. It, it, it seems like it changes all the time. It's the, it's the Raceway at Western Fair. Is that what it is now? The Raceway at Western Fair District, yes. The Raceway at Western Fair District, gotcha. Okay, so Sugar's going to be joining us. It's our Inside Handicapping segment continuing as well. Well, we're kind of making that a, a every other week kind of thing, and we certainly enjoy doing that. But first, it's our good friend Ron Gerfine, a.k.a. The Guru. Ron making his post time with Mike and Mike debut. Ron, how are you, sir? I'm excellent. I'm glad to be on. No, Ron, we certainly appreciate you joining us. And this article that you started in HRU, and I know a lot of people on social media were looking forward to it, and I think it's gotten off to a great, great start. I know I look forward to it each and every week. It's called Ask the Guru. First of all, tell us a little bit about this article. Tell us about how you got the idea for it, and uh, how would you get the nickname The Guru? Oh, this, <laughs> it's funny you asked that question a long, long, long time ago. Uh, I was racing a lot of trotters at the Meadowlands when uh, when I first came out of Monticello, and Jay Bergman gave me that nickname. Uh, I'm going to say it's probably about 40 years ago that he gave me that nickname, and it just stuck. And uh, believe me, I wasn't the guru when he made me the guru. <laughs> and uh, it just uh, it, it became popular after I finally won a Hamiltonian. But uh, I give him credit for uh, for the nickname, and I I, I sort of like it. Now, Ron, uh, and, and, and Ron, oh, sorry, Mike, Ron, tell us a little bit about the article that you write at uh, at HRU. Well, it started like uh, during the summer, I, 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 and actually, it started about over a year ago. Uh, I wrote an article for them about Continental Victory, and it was really, really, really well received i mean i was I, sh- I was shocked because i never wrote anything in my whole life i mean you know i've been out of school for a long long time and english was not my greatest subject to be very honest with you and uh i wrote that article and then i wrote a few other articles for them and i happen to like david a lot we just we've been friends for a long long time and he's always been uh politically kind to me so um I had a really, really bad run. I was training some horses that were really slow. <laughs> and uh, I said, you know, I, maybe I should just write for a while and see what it's like. So uh, I called him up and I said, you know, do you have any suggestions? You know, like, I know you like what I do, but I need direction. And uh, he came up with a few ideas and, you know, things to write about. And, um I was at the Red Mile, and when I'm walking in the stands, I mean, I have people all from all over, people I never knew before, <clears throat> ended up asking me questions about <clears throat> how do you issue a trotter, you know, when you bring them home from the sale, how do you how, how, how do you get a horse off his knees, off his shins, and, and I'm saying to myself, you know, I could do a service to humanity here by, by writing this thing, but it'd get boring just doing it about horses. So uh, this week, you're going to like this week's article because David himself asked me a couple of questions. I didn't print them all this week. I just printed one, but he asked me a few very uh, controversial questions that will be 
it'll it'll be it'll be fun to uh, it'll be fun to read. Now, Ron, uh, obviously uh, you do work for them. Uh, Gordon Waterstone uh, <laughs> told us that you're going to be uh, possibly doing some work for uh, the Horseman and Fair World's uh, trotting panel about the upcoming three-year-old season. Uh, but the question I have is, do you miss? training horses do you miss being out on the racetrack or is this uh something you think uh maybe uh oh, no, maybe I'll, a new stepping for you in your career i'll be back on the racetrack no believe me i'll be back on the racetrack <clears throat> i had some health issues that like slowed me down big time for a couple of years and i just uh i just i wasn't comfortable doing it and uh then i spoke to uh, uh bob key's son via facebook and uh, they gave me six horses to train last year, one of which I think was a really, really good filly. And the other five were uh, very, very slow. And I just, I didn't want to keep doing it just to train one horse. And, uh, but, you know, will I come back? I'm sure I'll come back. I just, you know, like, I, I'd, I'd like to, I'd, I'd like to have new knees is what I'd like to have. If I could, if, if I could get two <laughs> knee replacements, somewhere in the next 365 days, I'd feel a lot more confident about doing it. But, you know, I'm not a kid anymore. You know, it's like, uh, it's like, uh, it's like walking, it's like walking uphill, you know, just, you know, like training horses for 55 years, you get, your body gets a little beat up and uh, it's starting to show. It lasted a long time before it showed, but it's starting to show. Yeah, certainly, and I don't think a lot of people realize the physical toll that. I mean, it's it's hard work, and I mean, you've got, you know, you've got, uh, I mean, these animals, these beasts, you know, pulling on each and every day, each and every hour of the day, and uh, but you know, let's talk a little bit about uh, back in the mid two thousands. Now, Ron, you got, um, you're in the Living Hall of Fame. You were uh, elected there in the two thousand and five. You got in there in two thousand and six. What did that mean to you to get to uh, to uh, be involved in that and to uh, for that honor, that had to be something. Yeah, it was very, very, very special. You know, unfortunately, I got enveloped in that controversy and didn't get in the first time I was on the ballot, which infuriated me. But uh, as a matter of fact, I even I, I even thought of not accepting the nomination the second year. That's how furious I was over it because I, I just you know like even to this day. I think the the selection process sucks. I mean, it just the people that the, the the people that do the choosing are uh, way way too politically oriented, as far as I'm concerned. It's just it, it's not an it, it's not an equitable situation at all. I mean, you know, like I have friends, I have friends like like Per Erickson, won three Hamiltonians. He's done everything. Was you know like Lily White, never you know never you know, was considered a drug guy or, you know, you know, it has no strikes against him. And the guy's never been on the ballot. And, you know, like, you know, like, I don't want to demean people that are in because there's really nobody in that I think is not worthy of being in. I can't say that. But I think there are people more worthy of being in that aren't in than are. And uh, I just, something's got to be changed, but you know, like I'm not in a position to do any changing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, Ron, uh, obviously you've done a lot as far as harness racing goes. Uh, you've been a trainer, driver, you've done the judging, you've done the writing. Is there anything in the sport that uh, you ha- that you would like to do that you haven't done? And what was your uh, favorite throughout your career? Uh, you're asking a lot of questions at one time here. Uh, you know what I wanted to do this year? I really wanted to be a judge. And uh, I spoke to Stacy, who is now... Uh, Stacy Cahill, who now the uh, the head of Pompano Park, and uh, she thought it was a great idea. The only problem, the only glitch is, in order to be a judge, you have to pass like some tests, and you have to go to a school and everything like that. And according to her, the school was only existed in um, in the month of June, July, and uh, I was at Harrisburg. <laughs> And reading Facebook, and I see my buddy Nick Salvi's in school, to, learning to be a judge, which, by the way, he said was very, very difficult. It's hard to go to school when you're, you know, in your fifties. But uh, I so was upset that no one ever told me that that, you know, that that was happening. <clears throat> and then, uh, and then I started writing this, you know, I started writing this. Uh, this article for uh, HRU and I'm saying, you know, God works in strange ways because I'd much rather be doing what I'm doing than being judged at Pompano every, every night because I happen to love food and I like to go to dinner. I go to dinner probably six nights a week and and that would put a crimp in my lifestyle. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, uh, Visiting with the guru, Ron listen, let's, uh, they call you the guru, and, and obviously you're, you know, you're you're somewhat opinionated. I think everybody's got a lot of opinions on on where the sport of harness racing needs to be and what it could do to, you know, maybe to to try to get back. I don't think it'll ever fully get back to its a day, but maybe try to get some of that mojo it back in the way of attracting fans. Ron, what what would you, back. Ron, what would you what would you do if if uh, if you were the actual head of harness racing, what are some of the changes that you would make to try to put harness racing back in the spotlight? Absolutely not. There's not. It, 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 we're, we're 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 beating a dead horse. You got to understand something. I got into harness racing because I loved I loved horse racing. My dad took me to the racetrack. Now think of today. Okay, for every one baseball team there was when I was a kid, there are five. For every one basketball team, there are five. For every possible way to make a wager, there are 12. I mean, media. I mean, there's just so much more going on now than... I was born, there was no television. You know, I listened to radio until I was 10 years old. And, and uh, you know, it, it, people just started using airplanes. And it's just, the whole world is so different. I mean, I remember being on the apron at, uh, at uh, Roosevelt Raceway when uh, Neville Pride Noon de May had that, that, that great race. If I had a heart attack, I couldn't fall down. That's how many people were, you know, were standing on the apron. I mean, it was like people were shoulder to shoulder. I mean, 50,000 people was not unheard of. I mean, you just, there's just too many... Those, the population hasn't increased to the amount, you know, to, to the point where 
the same amount of people can, you know, do a variety of things. So you have, let's say, uh, so many more choices now than you had then. There's, there's really nothing you could do. You know, Slats have become a savior. You know, I think the most important thing is to work on making sure that, you know, they, the same thing it doesn't happen in the United States that happened in Canada where they ducked out the back door, you know, on the, uh, you know, on the 29th hour or something. It's just that that's about that's about our only savior. I mean, look what it's done to Ohio and and, and, and Indiana. I mean, it's created you know like a lifeline for uh, for a whole bunch of horsemen. I just wish it would happen in Illinois, and I certainly wish it would happen in New Jersey. Yeah, no question about it. Well, Ron, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us. We always look forward to your article. It's a great, great article at Harness Racing Update. You can catch it each and every week. It's called Ask the Guru. Ron, we certainly appreciate you joining us, my friend. Best of luck in the article, and we can't wait to read it each and every week. Thank you so much for having me. All right, that was uh, Ron Gerfine. And, uh, I'll tell you what, Ron's, uh, you know, you ever sit down and talk to Ron, he's a, he's a very, he, he's got his opinions on, on some certain things. And I think we heard some of those uh, here today, Mike Carter. But uh, I'll tell you what, it's getting back to the article that he writes for HRU. It's really, really good stuff. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not obviously on that side of the fence where, you know, you deal with horses on a daily basis, but, you know, it's still a good article in each and every week, and you could still learn a whole lot about, uh, you know, what actually goes into rigging a horse and what goes into racing a horse. Right. You get the equipment changes. You can find out exactly what that equipment change might do uh, for some people. Um, yep. You know, some horses, they like, you know, they like the hobbles or they don't like the blind cups or what have you. And so it'll be, in- it's interesting to uh, kind of see that kind of portrayed in an article and I'll tell you what, Mike, even better is the fact that, uh, you know, it's out there for the public. The public can read it and uh, maybe try to get some understanding of it. Yeah, especially if you watch racetracks now, you see the scrolls on the bottom. And, you know, the TV departments at these various racetracks now have included equipment changes. And uh, a lot of times, you know, even me, I mean, I don't really know what a lot of them mean at, at some points. And, and uh, you know, I mean, from a handicapping point of view, maybe we'll try to nail Sugar down on that a little bit coming up at about 11.15, how much stock he puts into some of these equipment changes i don't know do you when you're handicapping a race do you put much stock into them or does it just kind of depend blinkers versus non-blinkers is big on me especially in the thoroughbred industry but i use it some with when i'm looking at the harness stuff too mike i mean it's you know some of that stuff uh doesn't sound like it would help but like first time hobbles or you know some of that stuff uh really can uh make or break a horse uh in some instances all right, when we come back, it's going to be the new director of racing at Yonkers Raceway, Cammy Houghton, plus Sugar Doyle. It's coming up after that and much, much more on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Back in a flash. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program. Retrain, rehab, rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years 
and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. Have you played Harness Racing's hottest new game? Austin Pacing allows you to build and manage a stable of horses. Race at real-life racetracks and list real drivers. Buy, sell, and claim horses. Start a breeding operation and breed a champion. And compete against your friends in the entire Often Pacing community. Often Pacing is available at the Google Play Store and on the App Store. For more information, follow them on Twitter or on Facebook at Off and Pacing. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Thank you for being part of the 2017 Breeders' Crown at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Together, we witness the greatest harness racing athletes in the world vie for $6 million and solidify their place in Breeders' Crown history. We would like to offer our sincerest congratulations to the 2017 Breeders' Crown champions. Join us for the 2018 live harness racing season, 160 days of the country's best harness racing action. Visit HoosierPark.com for more information on the upcoming live racing season. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Carter, alongside of Mike Bozich, and we're joined now by the director of racing at Yonkers Raceway, Mr. Cami Houghton. Cami, how are you? Good morning, fellas. How are you? Not too bad. Well, uh, talk. You've you've been in the job a couple of weeks. Uh, talk to us a little bit about the uh, new position and uh, kind of how it came about. All right. First, congratulations to Mike. Mike Carter, you got a Bushwa Award. Yes, sir. I was nominated for the uh, Breakthrough Award. I appreciate that. That's congratulations to you. Yeah, I got uh, you know first. I my uh, my thanks go out to Mr. Rooney and the COO, uh, Vice President uh, Bob Galterio, for giving me this opportunity. And uh, I'm excited about the 2018 season. We're gonna uh, we're gonna do some good things here. Our, our expectations and in a different, more competitive and exciting racing uh, program. So we're. We're gonna we're gonna do some good stuff here. I think, I think, uh, with the product that we have and the purses, how high they are, and the drivers. I mean, I put my drivers up against anybody in the country, any any track. Uh, you know, with uh, Brian Sears, George Brennan, Jason Bartlett. Uh, I think I think we 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 got something here that people need to uh, we need to get out to the public and say, hey, you know, we're the best. So, uh, but it's an uphill climb for me, Mike. But uh, We'll, we'll get it done. The Houghton name, uh, Mike Bozich here, Cammy. The Houghton name is very synonymous in harness racing. I mean, if you know anything about harness racing, you certainly know the Houghton name. Tell us a little bit about your beginnings, kind of, uh, you know, your, your, your uh, how you got kind of got started in the sport of harness racing. Well, you you, you first start out with with my dad uh, first starting out and growing up with 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 him. It was like. Uh, I didn't, you know, I had, 
when I was training horses with my dad, you first start out as a groom. You know, you climb up the ladder. And I was a groom, you know, at home. We had horses at our home. He had some thoroughbreds there. We used to ride horses all in Oyster Bay, Long Island all the time. And, you know, you've got to go out there and do stalls and clean the horses and turn them out. And, you know, that's how you first start out. Uh, you don't just uh, just jump in the jock cart and start training horses. You got to, you know, you got to, uh, you know, groom them. And then I started at Pompano Park training horses. And, uh, you know, you want to know something? I didn't realize that I had a dad like he was. And when and when his tragic accident went, you know, he was he was just my dad and my best friend. And then, you know, it's just in when when that accident happened and he passed away, it shook me up. I mean, it shook me up big time. So um, I was at Pompano Park there, you know, just hanging out there doing nothing. And uh, Harold Doris at the time, he was a the general manager at Pompano Park, he says, you know, I'm tired of seeing you just hanging around here. He says, I'm going to send you to uh, Columbus, Ohio, the judges school. And I was like, yeah, okay. A week later, I went to judges up to Columbus and uh, took the the test and went to judges school and, you know, uh, buckled down and did that. And the next thing I know, uh, 20 years of being a judge in New York State and at the Meadowlands went by very, very fast. And now here I am, uh, director of racing at Yonkers, which is a, a great a great opportunity. I'm I'm really thrilled to do it. Cammy, obviously, uh going from what you were doing and then to the presiding judge to now director of racing, what kind of differences do you do you kind of look at racing from a different perspective when you move into a position like this? Well, Mike, here's the thing. Um I'm going to be like a producer basically and and try to try to get this thing on the on the channel on the TV to where we could you know focus in on the horses and try to make things different like we have we have a drone shot here we got uh, cameras uh, around the around the last turn uh in the winter circle but they're not being used right now so I'm going to try to keep it going and when when somebody looks at our signal you know, I want them to say, "Wow, that's uh, that's pretty cool what they're doing." You know, I mean, uh, with our drivers being the best in the country and the best horses, we got to get it out there to the simulcast uh, community. You know, um, that's that's very very important. Uh, the, and that's the broadcast department of it. That's if if you have a, 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 a signal that's dull, it it definitely doesn't stand out. And Yonkers, we're going to try. We're going to turn things around and get our signal uh, tip-top shape. And uh, you know, I'll tell you that's a good point, Cammy, because nowadays it's—I mean—the visual aspect of uh, of things is just so important. Because a lot of times, when you sit at an OTB, you're looking at a bank of TVs, and a lot of times, the you know the the sharpest. The sharpest production is what's going to draw your eye, and and uh, you know you're more liable to certainly play a couple of bucks on that racetrack as opposed to maybe another signal that's that's not as sharp. But but Cammy, besides that, I know you touched on that, but obviously you know you, you touched. You guys got you know the obviously the best drivers, the best purses, really really good racing now, great horses. Oh, no doubt. Um, what are some of the challenges, some of the other challenges? I know you mentioned the signal, but what are some of the other challenges that that you think that that, that face Yonkers? Well, the the other challenges are, 
not really challenges. We have to, we have to look at, I got to look at a lot of departments. I need to take a look at our race office, you know, and, and the thing is, um, I, I spoke to uh, Mr. Gautario and, and, you know, it's going to be one thing at a time, you know, Mike, one thing at a time. And, and, you know, like I said, I got an uphill climb here, but I think that we could do something really, really good with, with our product and our, our guys. This Saturday night, I'm having a meeting with our drivers, and I'm going to let them know, you know, our post braids, slow these horses down so we can zoom in on them and get a, get a you know, really, really good shot of them. This is what the people, you know, out all over the simulcast area, we need to do that. Like in a post braid when the six and seven go flying by and, and you know, it's just so unprofessional. That's going to stop. That all that's going to stop. These guys are going to do, as I say, and if they don't like it, they could drive somewhere else. But we have to buckle down and turn things around around here. And I'm, you know, and I'm, and I'm going to do that. Um, the other, let's see, I want to take a look at the broadcast department, the race office, and the, definitely the mutual department. The times, the times that are off. You know what I mean? Make yeah. sure that that when, when we race. You know, we don't go on top of the Meadowlands, and we stay away from everybody and be and be in between everybody, as far as the, the being on the racetrack. Now that's going to be me. I'm going to be like a director. I'm going to have TVs in front of me. I'm going to watch the Meadowlands. I'm going to watch Northfield. I'm going to watch all these racetracks. And when they're done, then we're coming out. So that's good. Yeah, it's, it's, I'll it's, tell you what, Cam. You, you, you know what I mean? Big thing. I, 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 I really I, I, listen, Mike. I'm going to do some exciting stuff here. You you wait and see. Um, I got. Uh, I'm going to get together with the SOA, the Standard Bread, uh, Standard Bread Owners Association, with Joe Ferraldo, and and um, and he has a fellow named Alex that works with him. We'll get together and we'll come up with some gimmicks, um, you know, for the betting public. And you know, the most important thing is is to get it out there so the people know that and recognize that hey yonkers is right here and you know we're willing to have you well i'll tell you what you know you're in the you're in the right department already cammy because my co-host yeah. mr mike carter sets the post times at northfield park so you guys right oh, now, you're oh, already they're already making it there you go <laughs> there you go northfield uh oh i better i got to watch it got to watch they don't come on top of us I'll tell you what, you know what, Cammy, Mike Carter does a really, really good job at that. And it's I'll tell you, it's very important nowadays. And that is honestly, that's one of my pet peeves of harness racing is when you're, you know, there's three or four harness tracks remaining in the evening and all three or four of them go like a minute or two or a lot of times on top of each other. And I'll tell you, the thoroughbreds aren't no better. The thoroughbreds are kind of synonymous for that, too. So I think oh, it's really? very important. Yeah. yeah, it's very important, I think, um, you know, because you want you want it. it listen, if you're the only track running in that four or five minute bumper period, then, you yep. know, you're, you're going to get a lot of the action better. So your handle's going to go up, you know, by default. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, you want to know what else I did? And the, with the thanks of the general, with the, uh, with the, um, Mr. Rooney and, Galter- and Mr. Galterio got rid of the passing lane. There's going to be no more passing lane. Oh my! Now oh, that's, that's big bad. breaking news, Mike Carter. Breaking news. We got, we're getting rid of the passing lane. We're going back to basics. These guys are going to pull. They're not going to sit in there no more and then wait for the passing lane and go up through. Yeah, do we have a date for that? 
Uh, when do we come back? Where's our calendar? Stand by, because we go on the holiday break. Okay. We come back the seventh, Mike. The seventh. I'm sorry. So wow. uh, yeah, we're we're working on that. We sent a letter. We sent a letter up to the the gaming board for for you know permission to get rid of it. And uh, we're that's uh, I did that yesterday. Well, I'll tell you. Well, I'll tell you what, Cammy. Let's let's do this, and I don't think we've ever done this on this show before. Let's let's book you for the end of January, because, uh, or maybe even the beginning of February, because we want to get an update on how how these uh, things and changes are going. Because it sounds like a really exciting time. Yeah, and the other the other thing, you know what, Mike? The other thing is, is that I've been observing for the last month here, and just kind of looking around. And- and let me just take one more one more minute of your your time. Absolutely. I see I see the horses come out. I see the horses come out the ramp, okay? And they're out there they're out there for four and a half, five minutes. Now can you explain to me how the how the money can get in the pool with five minutes? These drivers, when I tell them Saturday night, they're gonna be out there seven minutes, possibly I might add a minute. They're gonna be out there a little while. So we could so we could track these horses on the camera and get monies in the pool. You know what I mean? Now. You can't get money in the pool if they're out there. They they go out there. They go one time around the track and then behind the gate. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, you know, the, and, the, and the weather can the play drivers, a part of that you know, too. Drivers, certainly, the drivers go, oh well, it's cold. Well, you know what? <laughs> get a pair of gloves. <laughs> you know what? Dress dress warm. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, buddy. Anyway, we certainly appreciate you joining wanna, us. Wanna hey, change, we, we, change, we have to have you on coming up. Change in, in better. Yeah. Go ahead. We sir, have I'm to. Sorry. We have to have you come back in February, my friend, because this is good. And I, I'll tell you what. I can't wait to see some of the changes there. And 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 best of luck to you, my friend, because uh, you know Yonkers is a very, very pivotal part of this uh, industry as a whole. Yes. And Mike Carter, I love his signal. He's got a great <laughs> signal out there in Northfield. No, he really does. I'm not kidding. I, I appreciate you. Great. No, we do. And we, I'll tell you what, we, we've got you guys both sitting right here. You'll never Absolutely. ever see Northfield and Yonkers run over each other ever again, right, guys? <laughs> no <laughs> way. Right. I'm watching. That's right. I'll be watching that now. I'll be watching that really close. <laughs> All right, Cammy. Th- Cammy, thank you, buddy. Thanks for having me, sir. All right. That was uh, wow. Can you, Mike? That was Talk that was unbelievable. Things. What what news? I can't believe that. In fact, Ushua Canada just just tweeted out. They said, "Whoa!" Had to stop an article in process, in progress, and with that if, tweet, could not you know believe. If if you missed this interview, if if you just if you happen to just tune in right now and only caught the last couple of minutes, this is worth replaying. This is absolutely worth – if I had the technology, I would replay that like right after Shannon again for people that missed it because, wow, that's, that's, that's some very, very interesting stuff with some changes going on at Yonkers Raceway, my friend. Absolutely incredible. Uh, so if you just missed it, uh, and I, our Twitter is uh, beginning to blow up uh, from this, um, Cami Houghton uh, has requested from the uh, New York State Gaming Commission that they eliminate the passing lane at Yonkers Raceway. Wow. That is, uh, that's some big news, Ooh. that's for sure. We weren't expecting that's one. Normally when we, when we bring guests on this show, we expect, you know, hey, they tell us ahead of time, hey, you know, I've got some stuff I want to talk to you about. This was completely – this blew our minds. Uh, and you can tell from our reactions when he said it. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, good stuff. You know, I'm going to tell you. It, you know, you cannot be afraid 
to make changes in this industry. If you want to succeed, you cannot be afraid to make changes. And I think that's been one of the big knocks on this industry in general is the, is the reluctance to make changes for good or bad. Some changes are going to be bad and they're not going to work. But you know what? At this point, you got to try. You, you got to try, right? I mean, I, you know, it's something that uh, definitely is worth a look at. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, I, I, I got to say, you know, a lot of people, there's a lot of people for the passing lane. There's a lot of people against it. And uh, places like the Little Brown Jug, it forces them to uh, kind of leave or kind of do some things maybe they wouldn't do on a regular basis. So this is, uh, this is some interesting, uh, interesting stuff. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Cammy's coming back in February. We we booked him. We got his commitment. He, he's coming back on this program in February. We're gonna we're gonna keep uh, close tabs on how things are working out at Yonkers. Sugar Doyle's coming up, and well, I'll tell you what, Sugar, that's a tough act to follow, my friend. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna go into inside handicapping. It's our uh, it's not a weekly segment. It's kind of like a biweekly segment, or maybe once every three weeks. But it certainly uh, turned into a very popular segment. And Sugar Doyle is going to be joining us here in just a few minutes as we go inside his handicap. Camping Mind. Wow, Mike Carter. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Now at Bet America, every track is a bonus track. Earn rewards points for every wager you make on every track. We also offer more points for all exotic wagers. And don't forget about our weekly promos. Check our calendar to see how you can earn double points on featured tracks and races. Sign up for Bet America today. To start earning points and get up to a $400 bonus with our new 200% deposit match. See our website for reward point state restrictions. Join us for the Kentucky Sire Stakes, a month-long series of preliminary races for two- and three-year-olds, Colts, Phillies, Pacers, and Trotters. Both two- and three-year-olds will be racing for three lanes at a $30,000 split guarantee. Series begins on Thursday, August 16, 2018, and culminates with $250,000 finals on Sunday, September 17, 2018. There's an estimated $4.5 million in overall purse money on on the line. Also new in 2018, $50,000 consolation races, which will be held on Saturday, September 16th, 2018. For more information, visit khrc.ky.gov. That's khrc.ky.gov or call 888-KY-BRIDGE. Have you played Harness Racing's hottest new game? Often pacing allows you to build and manage a stable of horses. Race at real-life racetracks and list real drivers. Buy, sell, and claim horses. Start a breeding operation and breed a champion. And compete against your friends in the entire Often Pacing community. Often Pacing is available at the Google Play Store and on the App Store. For more information, follow them on Twitter or on Facebook at Off and Pacing. New Vocations Resource Adoption Program. Retrain, rehab, rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program. 
celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. You know, Mike, we haven't had very many of those moments on the show. And, you know, we, we have interviewed countless people, countless people, many people. As a matter of fact, I think this is – as I was creating the show this morning, this is our 131st episode, okay? And, and you know, it's great listening to all these horsemen, horsewomen. We've had people from all different kind of walks in this industry. And, and you know, there's, there haven't really been a whole lot of moments – where you just kind of just stop right where it just seems like wow and that would i'm gonna tell you that 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 just good for cam good for cammy good good for yonkers great well well, here's the thing and i told you this off the air i i can't it just we normally we we know we know breaking news is coming but this he just blurted it right out and i love i'll tell you what it was good stuff and uh i'll tell you our twitter and our twitter and everything is uh blowing up uh with uh with uh some people are extremely happy i haven't seen one bad or negative uh remark yet so Hey, good, good job to Yonkers to try something new and uh, see if maybe uh, it can kind of brighten the product a little bit. Well, that's going to be, and, and you know, the, our next guest is uh, they've had uh, you know questions about what to do with their passing lane, and I think this is kind of starting to be an industry thing. I think people are really starting to reevaluate ways that the passing lane kind of figures into this thing. And we're joined by Sugar Doyle. Sugar, I don't know if you caught the last uh, 10 or 15 minutes of uh, the show, uh, but Cami Houghton, the new director of racing at Yonkers Raceway, and this is breaking news, the, the passing lane is going to be gone at Yonkers. And I know, you know, you're a good person to talk about this because before you guys started the last meet, you guys uh, put on social media some feelers about maybe doing some different things with the passing lane. And, and I'll tell you, it's, it's interesting that the industry is really starting to, I don't know if it's second guessing itself, but it's really starting to take a closer look at the passing lane, isn't it? That's right. Uh, we did the uh, online survey prior to this uh, meet back in September and uh, the votes came in uh, votes among horse people and uh, horse horse players appeared to be split. Uh, some of them wanted the passing lane, some of them didn't. Um, after f- further thought, we just weren't ready to put it in place. Uh, I myself like our track just the way it is. Uh, without the passing lane, uh, I believe that's how we get the flow. They're out and rolling at most times uh, around the quarter mile. Uh, our, our style of racing, it's much like that of Northfield. Lots of flow, lots of flow. Uh, some other half-mile tracks, you may not see as much flow. I know I do watch Yonkers some, and maybe maybe that's a, a part of that. Uh, maybe they're trying to create more flow. Uh, I myself, I like our track just fine without a passing lane in London. Well, Sugar, uh, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, handicapping, handicapping styles, things of that sort. And uh, one thing that uh, Ron Gerfine uh, brought up earlier, uh, and we were kind of talking about, uh, you know, is the you know sometimes uh, we we see like equipment changes posted on TV and things of that sort. And you know, some of the mm-hmm. betters and the gamblers they may not know how to take those uh, 
take those equipment changes. How much stock do you put into those equipment changes? Uh, you got to take note of them all, especially this time of year, because you're, you're going to have so many different track conditions. Um, right up front for me is the first and second time Lasix angle. Um, you know, horses that have been running all summer, you know, and they're getting into the winter, the cooler weather, uh, it's going to switch up uh, breathing on some of them. Uh, maybe some of them have had allergies through the summer. Uh, the colder weather, of course, takes those allergies out of the way. Uh, stuff that you just don't see in the program. But, I mean, uh, any horse going first, second time Lasix this time of season, that certainly jumps off the screen at me. Shoeing changes is another one because you're not going to have those fast tracks we've had in the summer. You're going to have a little bit of a snow mix, sometimes a frozen track, of course, uh, uh, up here in Canada. So uh, key shoeing changes, those are things I look for this time of year. Uh, adding blinkers is always a go-to play for me. You know, blinkers on, horn blowing usually <laughs> is the call for me. Uh, anything coming in with hobbles extended. Uh, the hobbles shortened up, that doesn't uh, catch my eye too much, but uh, uh, shoeing changes, blinkers, second and third time Lasix, uh, that does it for me. Visiting with uh, the track announcer at Western Fair, Sugar Doyle, it's our inside handicapping segment. Sugar, let's uh, focus in a little bit on Western Fair, and I know you've got you've got a lot of guest handicappers. I know we pick Monday and Tuesday. You've got Rod Allums and uh, Nahu uh, NahuPicks.com. You've got Lou Nose. You've got the Hanover Hustler. A lot of different people, even drivers. I saw Brett McDonald. You've had Lauren House on the show before. Really, some good stuff to get a lot of different viewpoints and vantage points of how the races are going to turn out. But one of the things that I have, and, and I guess it's a good thing because it, it you know it certainly helps the odds and it helps. The value, but one of the things that I have had problems with handicapping Western Fair are those races where there are two trailers. Now, for those people that aren't familiar with Western Fair, they start seven across, and in the race, especially the high five races, a lot of times the mile and a sixteenth, you'll have two trailers starting from post eight and post nine. What are some of the things? How do we, as as gamblers and punters, how do we handle the the two trailers scenario at Western Fair. What's the best way to to approach something like that? Okay, right now with those nine horse fields starting in a mile on the sixteenth, of course they're going to have the long straightaway to get to the first turn. So right now, as I'm seeing it, uh, the starting gate comes out of the turn. Horses on the outside are getting a bit of the jump on the horses towards the inside because that wing is going a little quicker coming out of the turn. So I have no problem playing horses four, five, six, seven. They're going to show some speed. If they got anything at all, they're going to be forward be placed. That rail horse has not been getting away uh, as well as the outside horses. So that's stalling the eight, who's right behind them. The nine does not appear to have uh, much of a problem. I've seen the nine horse come up from the back tier and sit two or three, following out the two, if the two's got any speed. But uh, I don't know. Uh, a lot of people say they don't like leaving that outside post or the post nine in those nine horse fields. Right now, I, I guess if I had the rail or if I had the eight horse, it, it probably wouldn't be where I want to be. I, I just see uh, I see better starts from the outside there. So if you're playing that high five races, six or ten, the added distance races, uh, any horse with any kind of speed on the outside. That's where I'd be going. Not afraid to play the nine at all. It's the one and eight. The one and eight have to be exceptionally good 
with uh, good early speed uh, to factor into my tickets. I know a lot of you is when uh, playing those races that you're selecting the one, but they're, they're losing about three, four, maybe five lengths right off the bat because the outside has that momentum come, has, has the momentum coming into the turn. Uh, I'm seeing the one horse find their best drive maybe right around the actual one mile start. So the outside horses are pretty much getting a 16th jump on these horses towards the inside. Now, a couple of things that I noticed, uh, Sugar, as I'm looking at Western Fair's uh, winning post positions, and one thing I like about the way you guys have this set up is the Western winning trips. I'm going to get to that here in just a second. But the one sure. thing about the nine, uh, nine hole, it's just kind of a two-part question. The nine hole at Western Fair, now, you know, and I know you watch Northfield, so I, I love playing the nine hole at Northfield. Nine hole at Northfield is almost like gold, if you ask me. But I'm sitting here looking at the Western Fair's like, statistics, 15 out of just over a thousand races, if you include the pace and trots, uh, 15 yeah. victories. Uh, and that's less than it says 8.8%, but that's just the pace. I mean, it's probably less than that considering the trots. It's incredible yeah. that the nine and 10 aren't, or excuse me, I'm sorry, the nine hole and even the eight hole is uh, struggling a little bit, that the eight and nines don't win yeah. more often. They will now with the mile and 16th. Now, we didn't bring in those mile and 16th races until the 1st of May. So maybe in the last 1,000 races for uh, those nine-horse fields, uh, a lot of those uh, races have been run at a mile. The the eight and nine, uh, uh, they didn't have a whole lot of luck for sure in those fields. And, and of course, that's what brought about the talk to extend the distance to give horses, all horses in the race, a, a much fairer shot. So we're seeing the eights do a little better. We're seeing the nines do much better now. And, and of course the outside starters as well. Uh, sometimes if you didn't have speed with your seven horse and you're on the outside, well, there's eight towards the inside and you've got to find a seat if you've got no go off the car, but well, yeah, it's the, a, it's a working process. Uh, so this is about three months now, three full months that we've had the mile on a 16th races for full fields of nine. I think it's become a much fairer race um we've seen some huge high five tickets coming back on it uh, uh it it really certainly does open up the race uh, any horse that's uh, showing decent form coming in uh, they're a factor in it no matter what post they have now the western winning trips now uh, speaking of the high fives i uh we gave one out not that long ago it paid a little over three thousand uh in a box so that was uh that was pretty nice and uh the western winning trips uh, i i like that you guys include this in your program and and for for many reasons but it seems like if you're leading at the three-quarter pole you're you're almost golden but i'm noticing all the way back to say you know fourth and fifth you know, basically, you can be just about anywhere in the top three or four, and you're uh, pretty golden at Western Fair. Yeah, that last quarter mile, it, it comes quick. The wire does come quick. If uh, if you get anything left in the tank at all, and you're sitting one, two, three, uh, you should be able to hit that high five. Um, that all button always looks really good, though, for the fifth spot. I've seen uh, so many of the longest shots on the board come in and grab that fifth spot, and the uh, spoil a guy out of hitting the ticket so if you're playing that high five it's a it's a really good idea to hit that all button for that fifth and finals uh, those are the ones that make it pay of course we've had some incredible payouts here uh, the most recent one here was on uh, december 11th just a few days ago the high five for 20 cents come back just shy of four thousand dollars the faves these are the race favorites that the people have been betting on they finished first third and fourth in there 
Nick Stewart, who's our hottest driver on the track, was second with a 20-to-1 shot. He made the ticket. But for a 20-center to come back at $4,000, first, no. third, and fourth favorites, or, uh, yeah, they finished first, third, and fourth. Yeah, first, second, third favorites. Finishing wow. first, third, and fourth. Just, just a crazy payout. We shake our heads sometimes. How did that pay that? Another one uh, back on the uh, 1st of December, $8,000 for a 20-center. The second choice at 5-2 to two won the race. It was my top choice. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> there out there, what, there's some, you know, for, for those of you that haven't played Western Fair before, there is some tremendous value. Not not only in the pick five, uh, the uh, the high fives, but I mean all over the place. All over the place is good value there. Yeah, I mean the pick fours. Those are go to wagers. I mean uh, we've got a, a couple of those each night. Uh, I I monitor the payouts. And, uh, and we make that public, what the average pool size has been, what the average payouts have been. Average 20-cent payout on a pick four, uh, late pick four, all through the month of November, 120 bucks. That's not bad. Average 20-cent payout on the super high five, all through the month of November, it's 800 bucks. Average payout, 20 center, 800 bucks all through the month of November. Nothing wrong with that. So we make that Absolutely. public. We, mo- we monitor those pays. Uh, the pick three really took off this season. We added a guarantee pool on that. It starts in race number one. Average pool size four grand. Average twenty cent payout on a pick three seventy five bucks. Can't beat it. No, certainly can't. Now, when you're let's talk about these pick fours for a second, Sugar. When yeah. when when you get down and dirty with a pick four, and you you know you, you're figuring out your combinations, how, how do you attack it? What's one of the first couple things that you look for when when trying to structure a pick four ticket? I go through the races, the four races for a pick four. I'll look at the morning line favorites, and if they're legit enough. Fine and dandy, we're going to use them. If if they're beatable favorites, I'm leaving them off the ticket. I I, I don't even bother putting them in because if the favorites are going to get there, not going to pay. We we had one here uh, our last race day, a horse called Silversmith, and I tried to steer people off this horse. His last line, he showed a winner by nine. After the race, I didn't like the way he went off the track, so I mentioned it on the pregame show. It's a vulnerable favorite. He's seven to five in the morning line. But to me, he's an automatic toss on this pick four ticket. Anyway, the race goes. He makes a break at the gate at even money. He's off the ticket. So here we go. The ticket is going to pay something anyway. Him, uh, him off the ticket. So I look for beatable favorites to leave off the ticket. Um, if there's a race where just anything can win. I mean, I'm looking at the, I believe it was the eighth race trot on Tuesday night top-class trotters, and I looked through it, and you know what? All eight can win it. Hit the all button. Hit the all button. When, when you have nothing jumping off the page and hope for value, well, the value there, a 12-to-1 shot, just happened to miss at the wire, finishing second. I mean, could have got there, but just didn't happen. But the all button looks good if, if nothing's jumping off the page. Uh, others that are just showing good form and you're expecting two, three, four-to-one, don't be afraid to put them on the ticket. The, the, you you got to get there, right? You got to get through the legs and, and hope for a bomb somewhere. But the, to me, find that beatable favorite and just, yeah. you know, <laughs> I'll, don't say jinx them. I, I don't want to jinx these uh, horsemen putting horses in to, to race at our track. But, I mean, uh, uh, Silversmith, again, even money the other night. I left him off the ticket. And uh, 
I tried to coax people off him, and sure enough, broke at the start and, and, and was off the ticket. So look for that beatable favorite, I think, is the is the key to to getting a nice pick for. Yeah, and really, you only need one long shot, really. To make it to make a good to make a pick four pay good, you know, preferably, you know, you want to maybe try to beat the favorite, especially in the first leg. I've noticed, but if you can do that, that, and you that can get a, the one, one good pay. You get one good payer in the pick four, then that could really, really make for uh, for a great price. And another thing, you know, with the twenty cent bet, you can afford to use the all button now. Oh, you can hit all. You you can hit all twice if you've got a couple yep. of decent ones. Uh, on the first leg or the second leg, you know, if you go two by two by all by all, uh, I mean, what's that going to be? It's not going to be too much, maybe a $40 ticket or so on a 20 cent play, but the the shot at the hundreds of dollars coming back and you're right. You know, if you can find that long shot winner in the opening leg, that takes away so many uh, opportunities for others to cash on that. Yeah, and one of the bit, one of the greatest pieces of advice uh, when I was a young budding handicapper growing up is, you know, you can't if you've got a wide open race in a pick four sequence and you've got a horse or two that you like in the other legs and don't don't try to get cheap and save a couple of bucks and and only use five or six horses in that all field. Push the all button, spend a couple of extra bucks because I will tell you what, it will come back to bite you and it'll be good money. Oh, for sure. I mean, we, we had some scratches here on Tuesday night, of course, due to weather conditions. Uh, our friend uh, Lou Sorrell, the hashtag Lou knows. Well, there's a five-horse field coming up for uh, one of the legs of the pick four. He's got a one, three, five, eight. So he's going to go four out of five. I got the all button on my side for the five-horse field. I say, you might as well give Lou the all button as well. Well, the longest shot on the board won the race in that field of five. So myself and Lou, we hit with the all button. You got to make that all button your friend when playing the pick fours, when playing the high fives. Absolutely. And make sure you make Western fair your friend, because I'll tell you what, there's some great value to be had there and you can follow them. Uh, I know as uh, sugar, you, you uh, post quite a bit on Twitter and, and Greg Gangle and Greg Blanchard, just a great, great uh, crew that you guys got there really have put Western fair on the map and, and uh, made that uh, in my opinion, one of the best bets on Monday, Tuesday, and Friday night. Sugar, we uh, appreciate you joining us, my friend, and uh, best of luck to you as you continue the meet out there. Thanks so much, uh, kind words, gentlemen. Uh, sending best of luck to Michael Carter and Ray Gatolo, Ryan Macedonio on the Breakthrough Award through the Dan Patch Award. So best of luck, Michael. Yeah, Thank who, you, sir. Who, who are you betting it. in that race? You know what? I'm, I'm betting a show in that race, by the way. That way I won't lose. I could uh, bridge jump somebody. Only a three-horse field. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're wishing sure. luck. You guys, you guys do great things, and we're so happy to have you with us this meet uh, handicapping on our Mondays and Tuesdays. It's been great. Fantastic. Thank you, buddy. All right. Thank you. Have a good one. All right, that was the fine voice of Western Fair Sugar Doyle, and uh, they're keeping their passing lane, by the way, Mike. They just you know want to end that speculation. No passing lane <laughs> announcements from uh, from from Western Fair. I, I tell you, I think I'm still speechless from uh, what we just heard a few minutes ago. And uh, you know, good stuff from Sugar though. He he provided some uh, some good insight, and uh, you know, he talked a lo- little bit uh, about the equipment that we uh, discussed earlier. You know, kind of if they stretch the hobbles out, or if they shorten them up, or you know, if they had blinkers. So it's uh, it was good. That's good stuff for you know maybe somebody who's handicapping a race to know you know what they're looking at. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're going to improve the signal, and we're going to and, and by the way, the passing lane gone. <laughs> I, I I could I was like what? <laughs> this I think that's the first time we both stopped and said what at the same time. Good stuff. Well, Cammy is coming back in February. I'll, I'll tell you right now, you could book it. Cammy Houghton's coming back here in February because uh, there's going to be a lot of eyes on that Yonker single. Thank you very much to Sugar Doyle. And yeah, like you said, we've had a great time handicapping uh, Western Fair. And honestly, just now, I think we've been doing it for about five weeks now. I'm just starting to get the hang of it because I will tell you what, going into Western Fair trying to handicap it cold. Is, is very, very tough to do. But when you watch the product for a while, and if you get to know the product, like Sugar said, there's some great, great value to be had at Western Fair. And Mike, I know you do Tuesdays, I do Mondays. You had some very big Tuesdays there at, at Western Fair. Well, listen, uh, you can't hit the broad side of a, uh, of a bus here lately. No, well, I'm I, that's what I'm saying. I'm improving. <laughs> I mean, the last couple of weeks have been a lot better. I ended up with uh, five winners uh, Back on uh, back on Monday, so but it's it's a it's definitely a product that you got to get used to, Mike, because it's it's an animal of its own. It really is. Well, it is, and that's the thing. You know, I, I know when we switched up, um, you you were sick, I believe, and I did a Monday program. And I'll tell you, I mean, I I got lucky and had a you know and had a good Monday. But I tell you, if you're not watching these horses every week, it's tough. That's why I'm glad you know we we stick to our you know you do Monday, I do Tuesday because then I get to kind of see the horses every week. I know who's going to be good. I know who maybe not going to be good, and uh, you know it makes a world of difference. And for you Western Fair fans, the Western Fair Mainstay Weskies up for the uh, Foiled Again Iron Horse of the Year, uh, presented by oh, our yeah. good friends at Offit Pace. Again, so uh, make sure you vote. Please don't put it off. It's post time with Mike and Mike dot com, and uh, it's under the post time uh, awards segment of the website. Just go on there, click that, and and make sure you vote. Don't put it off because uh, next thing you know, it'll be too late, and who knows? Your vote could be the one to cost somebody an award, so make sure you voted. First time with Mike at Mike.com. We're going to wrap this thing up. It has been a wild edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. We're going to wrap this thing up when we come back. Here at The Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The Stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At The Stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's thestable.ca. Have you played Harness Racing's hottest new game? Often pacing allows you to build and manage a stable of horses. Race at real-life racetracks and list real drivers. Buy, sell, and claim horses. Start a breeding operation and breed a champion. And compete against your friends in the entire Often Pacing community. Often Pacing is available at the Google Play Store and on the App Store. For more information, follow them on Twitter or on Facebook at Off and Pacing. 
Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Thank you for being part of the 2017 Breeders' Crown at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Together, we witness the greatest harness racing athletes in the world buy for $6 million and solidify their place in Breeders' Crown history. We would like to offer our sincerest congratulations to the 2017 Breeders' Crown champion. Join us for the 2018 live harness racing season, 160 days of the country's best harness racing action. Visit HoosierPark.com for more information on the upcoming live racing season. Picking up speed. Here they come. They're off, and it is on. If you're already off and pacing, what's the next step? If you're between the ages of 8 and 17 or know someone who is, visit thisisharnessracing.com to download the application for the This Is Harness Racing Aspiring Drivers Program. Perks include being a driver in the off and pacing game, meeting real-life top drivers, and getting free off and pacing merchandise. Join the movement. This is HarnessRacing.com. Hashtag This is Harness Racing on Twitter and Facebook. We're back on post time with Mike and Mike presented by uh, Bet America. Make sure you stop by Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment this Saturday as they have their Swipe and Score contest. You can win some cash in the Players Club promo. Uh, swipe your Players Club card and win a betting voucher worth up to $500. The prizes range from $2 to $500. The voucher will print after the first swipe, one voucher per person, and it's open to Players Club members. Just make sure you stop by the Players Club desk at Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment. And I'll tell you what, Mike, if you haven't finished your Christmas shopping yet, which uh, I know you haven't, Hoofbeats is offering a five for $5 deal if you purchase a new subscription or renewal for yourself and get a subscription for up to five of your friends for just $5 each. Make sure you visit Hoofbeats at usta.com well we've had a exhilarating show here today that's for sure for mike bozich i'm mike carter we thank you for joining us make sure you stop by our website vote for the post time with mike and mike awards we'll see you back here next thursday first post 10 30 good night everybody and if you're in the neighborhood make sure you stop and pay your respects to the yonkers passing lane
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.